16 Therindor, Early Spring, The Healing Month, 991-YK. The five kingdoms of Galifar have spent 90-plus years warring for secession, with the Queen of Sire vying against her siblings for, arguably, her rightful place on the throne. The lands of Sire are the cultural gem of the kingdom. Their cities home to some of the finest minds and the most wondrous creations that magic and artifice can bring. You have spent your formative years as a wanderer, a vagrant, a tramp, or possibly even an outright loner, seeking an odd job or shining opportunity to gain some sort of advantage. Now, when recruitment season rolls around, yet again, you see your way to gain a quick coin and perhaps even a steady short order to keep you fed. And you try your hand at the local barracks in the central city of Kalazart. Kalazart is home to a variety of fine living from the extensive Moorgrave libraries related to the University in Sharn, to the Fireweave Bazaar known for its exotic textiles and merchant stalls, to even its diverse population and cultural centers all around the city. Thanks to the overwhelming presence of House Caneth and Sire, Cities like Kalazart benefit from magical and mechanical marvels that make city living a modern joy. It is a luxury to live here in Kalazart, despite Sire's position in between warring kingdoms and its hubs of technological development and export are always in demand. We see the doors of the barracks burst open with fervor as a leading commander barks orders for everyone to leave. All right, all right, better luck next year. You'll all be compensated two copper for applying, and you can pick that up next door. With that, the crowd of various bums, blowhards, braggards, and bigheads exit the building, mumbling and grumbling about the faults of the various tests faced within, or their forced partners, or the sun in their eyes, among other short excuses for failing so radically short. This group is filled with some desperate people, which sets apart a few of the folk who look to be a cut above the rest. You see a short half-orc. Shorter than normal, maybe about 5'7", with the long, single braided hair going down. Dirty appearance, gruff. This is a man of the streets, or half-work of the streets. Gruff's slender, uh, average height, but he's also strangely imposing. His presence is bigger than he is. His wavy dark hair hides some small horns that you can kind of see, but that's actually not what betrays his lineage. It's the golden glow in his piercing gaze. He's strangely magnetic, though, and he walks confidently in his patchwork armor and looks unfazed by the rejection. Their funeral. Another person to stand out in the crowd is a copper-skinned woman with rough, dark black hair in rows down the back of her head, who, in contrast to the piss and vinegar around you, is awash with a bright smile. <laughs> I'll make sure to watch where I step because I know you'll come crawling back for my ideas one day. <laughs> so she ends up bumping into a moderately average height, probably 5'10", 5'11", a fairly thin character. You can tell that he's not quite a human. There's something a weird going on here. He's got kind of long black hair. You can see his ears are a little bit pointed. He tends to have like some sharp fangs kind of sticking out even when his mouth is closed and uh, just kind of looks off a little bit, kind of like a beast. She bumps into me and just kind of push her back. What do you think you're doing? 
She stumbles back a bit. She looks over this beast in front of her. Ah, they didn't want you too, huh? Not strong enough, not fast enough, whatever bullshit excuse they gave us. Well, good riddance on them. I'll say that I've never seen a bigger group of down and out desperates than this one. And by golly, I'm glad to be among them. My name is Callie Alron, and I'm proud to say that we failed this recruitment together. She turns towards the barracks and commander, giving them an up yours. Y'all need to be looking for new ways of conducting business if you care about Sire's future. I love this country, and more than ever, I'll find a way to make it a shining gem throughout this dark time. Graf just gives her a nod. What did you have in mind? I can say the likes of you certainly had a different head on your shoulders in there, especially you, Orange Eyes. We were forced partners back in there, and I think you had some cunning answers to those trials. It's a shame they don't recognize your talents. <laughs> I know I do. I've never been more impressed with the folk that I find in the alleyways and cracks and crevices of the of the inns. We're the ones who make <laughs> it happen in the streets and the alleys. We're the underworld. We're the, we're the people who breathe life into this city. Without us, there's nothing. Graf just kind of condescendingly nods at Erd and says, I believe that the exact qualities they found to be lacking in people like us will be our first advantage. I agree. You can see some of the crowd still kind of clamoring at the barracks. You know, some of them are pounding, asking for a second chance. Some of them are looking for work. Some of them are, are, are sharpening dull swords, trying to prove their worth. There, there. Failure's only temporary if you put in the work. Just move on. You look sad. And the various cities of Sire, like the one you're in, just hums about with this amazing energy. You can see various carts fly through the air and giant mechanized golems carry various deliveries from place to place. This is home to you guys. You've been brought up and raised amongst this sort of mindset and thinking that the nation of Sire is one to be cherished. And despite all of the last war over the past 90 plus years, Sire seems to have the short end of the stick and that doesn't quite sit well with you. Don't look so glum. They underestimated us, which is another advantage for us. Yeah, they always underestimate us. I'm used to it by now, and I'm sure the likes of you guys are as well. What do you mean the likes of me? Well, you know, with those eyes, we, we kind of could be picking up what's going on with you. Or the likes of us, you know. I live in the underworld, too. I just kind of shrug it off. You guys look like you're interested in a little action. What do you have in mind? I have a few things I think we could start working towards as long as we all agree to do it in the name of Sire. Maybe we won't do it in their way, but we'll do it in our way. Can you tell me more about your way? What do you have that can convince me? I think we got to think outside the box, you know, differently from the structured way to use some of the tools that our enemies use against us. Maybe even pilfer them from some of the bands lying in wait. Now you're speaking my language. Why aren't we using magical means to turn our enemies' farms into dust? Or maybe send a rain cloud of acid over before we send our foot soldiers in to really punctuate the armor? To obtain by any means necessary the tools or artifacts that our enemies use against us and show them the true power of such objects. I suggested this to some of our uh, recruiting forces in there and by golly, they would turn me away. Yeah, they seem to be turning all the good ones away. Just look at us. Talk is cheap. What's in it for us? Oh, just a rightful place in your own country. Just a better spot in the world and a way to sharpen your own swords and line your own pockets with the work that you've done for this country. I mean, look at this city. 
It's built by people like us. And yet, where do we live? In the alleys and the trenches. You're damn right. It's about time we get some notoriety for the people who really make this city work. Well, I guess I have nothing else going on. Yes, my calendar is now surprisingly clear. All right. Bored anyway. Tell me a little bit more about yourselves. You all seem to have the physical brawn of some sorts, but I know myself, I'm always willing to search the deepest cracks and crevices for the finest treasures and jewels. How about yourself, bestial one? I'm a big fan of hunting. I'm pretty good at tracking my prey. No one else is as good with a a bow as I am. Well, that's a good skill to have. Perhaps it might be of use in the future. I'll keep that in mind. How about yourself, Greenskin One? Ah, my name is Erd. I'm from Sire in the Underworld here. I know my way around and can pick my way through a battle using my brawn. I may be a little bit undersized, but don't bring that up, please. I sure can pack a punch. I would never bring up your stature at all. Quite the colorful cast of characters we have here. Hmm? Interesting. I'm Graf. Pleasure. I live just past the junkyard, and I like to think that I kind of run things there in the salvage operation. I prefer the term scavenger. I think it's more accurate. But what I'm really interested in, Kali, was it? Tell us about you. What can I say? Uh, Native Syrian? Born and raised here, and from the likes of us four, I'm probably the most passable one that could get us into some of the most fortified or secured forces here in our lands. Well, that's exactly right. Why do you find yourself turned away when you're so suitable, as you as you say? I think my ideas are just too radical for some of these folks. Hmm, radical ideas. Maybe they're too structured in their ways to really be willing to conduct some of the impactful forces that I have in mind. Maybe it's better if we stick to a small, flexible band of willing folk. I agree. They found that we wouldn't fit within their rules. So that's our third advantage, I think, because we can do a whole lot more outside the rules than from within. So I like the way you think. I like your arrogance, beastie one. And uh, you, you'll also be okay. Mm. Yes. I think even if we were chosen, we'd be cast out quickly. I don't play by the rules either. And to just top it all off, no one lives forever, right? She's been smiling through this whole time as if she's just has stumbled upon her most recent treasure of sorts and the likes of you. Okay, I'm starting to see why you were uh, not welcomed with open arms, but I think we can get some things done. What's the first mark? With an agreed upon pact, the four of you perform various jobs and tasks together over the next year. Many presented by Callie, with other gigs proposed by the rest of you. We see Callie surveying the land up ahead, and you can see a caravan moving across the lands, and she's starting to sketch out in the air where you guys will be placed. So you can see Callie, Graf, and Erd hanging out behind a building. You're not sure where Garum is, but then you can see that he's already climbing up the fire escape to try and get a better vantage point. So yeah, we're standing in a, in a merchant shop, just Graf and Garum, and Graf is talking to the shopkeep, haggling. As Garum walks up, that you can see the shopkeep's eyes narrow. Get out, dog. We don't need you here. And then Graf just hauls back and socks him right in the face, takes the potions, and they leave. So as you see, Graf and Garum and Erd coming out of the back of a shop with boxes in hand. 
they're approached by some Syrian guards. Callie intercepts in between and shakes her head, points to you guys, and all of a sudden the guards nod and let the three of you go. And she smiles and follows quickly behind. Graf and Garam walking down the streets of Metril, and some stray dogs just look at Graf and start howling. But then Garam just looks at the dogs and just... And they all just whimper and run away. You see Ur just running, huffing and puffing. I'll get you, you bastard. You're not going to get away. And he's chasing this guy. I mean, he's just clinking with all this gear. You can tell that he has something. As Ur is starting to catch his breath, he just yells, Graf. And you see as the the man he's chasing turns down an alleyway, the two bright orange eyes just start glowing in the darkness. And the man just starts shaking and just drops everything and just runs past Ur. And he picks up his gear. Plan always works. Those eyes always freak him out. <laughs> We're in the woods, and it's sort of a twilight scene. And Garam has dozed off. And you just, he starts just kicking his leg really fast. As we're walking down the streets, there's uh, this stray cat. Rather than try to go around, Erd just kind of gives him a little shove with his foot. I was like, get out of here. What are you doing? Immediately, I transform a little bit and pounce on Erd and knock him down to the ground and pin him. Hey, what are you? Come on, get off me. What's the, what's the big idea? Don't you so ever hurt strange. another animal again. Does that make sense? I'm doing it because I want to do it, not because of you. So I snarl in his face and then I let him get up. So just standing in a forest grove, the four of us surround what looks to be a wealthy oh, aristocrat. No, please, no. Erd comes up and just crack over the head. Kali opening the door to let you guys into the back room of a local pub. And in this bar, you see the group of various Karnathi forces from the north. And she's managed to direct each of you in your own respective ways. Garam, you've managed to slink in and slink around through the shadows. Graf, you've managed to line each one of their drinks with a heavy inducing sleep poison that'll knock them out for the duration of the week. Everyone around the campfire, talking, laughing, telling stories. Graf is, you know, painting a picture, almost like a ghost story, and he makes his eyes glow bright yellow. You see her with a pocket of gold and him, like, mimicking, like, a punching action and them all laughing, like, ah. As the caravan stops and lines up, you see Garam and Graf sliding underneath the caravans. The caravan starts going into the city as the mechanisms for the axles and the wheels start slowly unraveling, timed perfectly enough that as they enter a familiar alleyway that the gang has a hold of, the wheels fall off and the horses are set free, allowing the four of them to jump on the caravan and pilfer it for their goods. It's just Graf walking with Erd and Garum, and Erd and Garum are both carrying huge chunks of scrap and Graf is just walking behind them, tossing an apple up and down. The three of us are coming back from a job. It's getting late. We see that Kelly ends up surrounded. They're slowly getting closer and closer. Silently, you can see that I, I start to change a little bit. I get a little bit taller, a little bit more of a hunchback. My face gets a little bit longer. My ears get very pointed. My fangs kind of elongate both on top and bottom. I rush at them, growl. I grab one in my fangs and I throw them across the alley and the others are terrified they start to run away and Graf and Erd are able to kind of pick them off one by one 
Garam, I love it when the fangs come out. You're a real savage when you're doing that. I love it. The four of us, after a successful heist, are sitting at a table in a in a pub. The proprietor of the pub comes over and says, you guys got to get out of here. You're scary. You're scaring me. You're scaring the customers. I mean, this little green guy here, he's nothing to worry about. But you two, I don't like the looks of you. I stand up and go right up against the keeper. You, you were talking to me? I just take my elbow and I smack him right across the face. And then Graf sees this and he's like, all right, well, this is happening. So just bar stool, picks it up and blam, make sure he doesn't get back up. The bar room brawl breaks out. With my drink in hand, I walk out the building and wait for you guys to be done. Callie looks over and she jumps into the fray and just starts laying blows with their boys. Graf gives her a look like, hey, you're all right. I'm doubting drinks while I've got one person in a chokehold. Yeah! Graf takes a punch to the face, but just kind of looks intently and smiles. Your camaraderie over the past year has taken you all over the glorious nation of Sire, upsetting enemies, both internal and external, and probably pissing off some of the local militia as well. It wouldn't be unusual to travel this far and away from any city or town, but this time Callie has taken the group to a remote, desert location on the western border of Sire. If it wasn't for the lightning rail track cutting through this vast expanse of rock and dirt, this would be a sight unseen. And the simple metal platform and equally simple hut is more of a stark contrast to the surrounding land. And she gathers you all close. Erd. Garum. Graf, I thought it appropriate to bring us all here to the edge of Sire. It's in this in-between state where I think we all shine. And I want you all to know how skillful I think you are. I look up and down at this also junky heap and I'm like, well, it feels like home. Sounding a bit like a goodbye, she unstraps her iconic leather backpack and unveils three sealed envelopes. I've been working on our next job assignments. This time, it's bigger than just waylaying caravans and shutting up shop owners, as fun as all that has been. There are bigger pieces in play that I think we all can position for our benefit. For Sire. It's been a hell of a year. I never thought that chance encounter would lead to something like this. Uh, I could say some of my, my best runs have been with you guys. Uh, it's been an honor. I can't wait for this one. Sire's great, but how does it benefit me? We're on to the big time. She hands over your respective envelopes. It's going to require we go our separate ways for the next few years. We'll each be responsible for various components of the plan. Security, she nods towards Garum. Funding, smiling at Erd. And acquisitions, winking at Graf. I'll be doing my part here in Sire as well. What do you say? I think we've grown strong enough together that now we can all do our bit apart. Are you willing to do one last job? Well, yeah, of course. Maybe we can all meet once our jobs are done, back here, where everything just feels right together. When are we going to meet back up? Let's say in two years from now. Two years, that sounds one serious job. Two entire years. Yes, it sounds like a lot, but that's because it is. The plan has a lot of moving pieces, and I can't be in all these places at once. We have to go our separate ways, and I have connections in various parts of the world. In Awandare to the north, and the Lazar Principalities to the east, and the great big city of Sharn to the west. The end result will be the biggest job we've ever pulled off. Imagine riches beyond your wildest dreams. 
and making Sire's name ring across the land for the next 100 years. A lot can happen in two years. People change. Cities move on. Will we still be the same group? Imagine what we can do with these riches, the jobs we can pull off, the power we can have. It's unbelievable. Look what we did with nothing. Kali, do you think Erd can take care of himself for two years alone? Sure, he's fine. I'm fine. You know it. (laughs) Elbows Erd in the gut. There's more to this than you're saying. You'll be taking the ship from a crew that threw you overboard. What's your endgame? Well, once Garum secures a key location, Erd supplies us the coin we need to pay off a seller I know. Bing, bang, boom, da, da, da. And Graf intercepts a very valuable transaction. Sire will remember us forever. I'll remember these riches once we get them. Why? Graf, trust me. We'll make Sire the most spectacular sight in all of Corvair. Wouldn't that be great? Maybe. And I, of course, don't want to throw this all on you just so haphazardly, or certainly not without a parting gift of sorts. She holds out the bag. Been putting stuff in this that we haven't sold off or given to our allies or, you know, had a great night with. I want you to take something out of it to remember us by. Will you do that? Or just reaches in. I love parting gifts. All right, roll a d8. Six. His hand jambles around in there, like, as, as clumsily as he can. His big hand just is clinking around everything as he pulls something out in his paw, like hand that's dirty and scabbed. Roll another d8. Seven. Erd pulls out a sphere of polished crystal. Ugh. When you hold it in your palm, you feel that it knows you and understands you. Hmm. And Callie points it out. Ah, a rare crystal from Sarlona. <laughs> I remember when we got that in one of our other gigs in Kalazart. <laughs> Man, those caravans had no idea what they had in store for them. They just all blend together to me, all these, these jobs and deals. But wh- I kind of like this thing. I have a, oh. You just see him get kind of lost in it, looking his eyes kind of cross. And he feels oddly calm. It seems oddly calm, like you haven't seen him before. May it serve you well in Sharn. That's where I think you need to go, Erd. Sharn? I've, I've only heard of this place. I've, I've only been around Sire, but if it means if it means Sire becoming stronger, I'm all for it. And if we can make this gang even stronger, get our name out there and really make people know who we are. Us riffraff can band together and really show these fuckers what's up. Riffraff. Garm? You can see that I'm looking kind of sad, and I just turn to her and say, if this is really what you need us to do, you can count on us. And I reach in. I roll a four. Roll it again. A one. Garen pulls out a bronze wood ring inscribed with the elvish word for hope. Bet you're hoping that was a cat, Garam, huh? Probably a little disappointed. Settle. This ring is lovely. Mm, yeah. Straight from the continent of Arinal. Hopefully no elves are jealous out there for you. Graf, she holds the bag up to you. I just don't say anything and reach in quietly, carefully. Seven. Sixty-four. You pull out a pyramid of sticky black incense that smells very bad. Uh, I'm sure you've got some greater plan for this, so um, thanks. 
What job was this one from? I don't remember this. (laughs) Our noses certainly don't forget. Might want to burn that in the right spot there, Graf, but (laughs) that's yours. No disrespect, Kali, but one of these seems not like the other ones. I think it seems perfectly suitable. Grand. Oh, Graf, you're never quite satisfied with what you have in front of you. Guilty. That's charged. Well, thank you. I'll make sure that we cherish these gifts, and I know that I'm speaking for all of us when I say that we will be back here in a few years. She looks around. Off in the distance, you see coming down the lightning rail track, the lightning rail speeding towards Valenthrod. I also like this little maintenance platform because I know the lightning rail engages its brakes around here for any scheduled updates on this platform and to easily make its way into Valenthrod a few hours westward. I hate to say goodbye, but this could be your one free ticket out of here. Nothing like a free ride, right? You want us to jump a train like a hobo? I've always dreamed of that. Cute. Well, it's been nice. Okay, well, this is it, guys. I mean, two years. I, I, I don't get emotional often, but I just hope I can see you guys again. And you see him start kind of picking up his pace, making his way towards the lightning rail. Yep, the lightning rail speeding down at you. It'll pass by the, the platform that you guys are all, all on. I just hope it's, I just know it'll benefit Sire. I don't need hope, because I know Garum has the hope. I suppose I trust you. So with that, you can hear the, the train starting to slow down for the maintenance uh, platform, which is where you guys are in this small little up-and-coming outpost on the edge of Sire. I guess I get ready to hop on. Jumping on as jankly as I can, sneaking on board. And you can easily see the train starts flying by and there's it's going at a slow enough speed that you can easily jump onto one of the open cargo cars that are completely devoid of, of shipment. They must be going to Valenthrow to pick something up and bring it back in the sire. Graf makes no effort to even be discreet. He's just totally obvious. Just grabs on and ready to enjoy the ride. And you can see Kali waving you all goodbye. You'll find your respective lightning rails and airships out of Valenthrod. Do it for Sire. Do it for us. For Sire. For us. What do we call us? Uh, the Rabble. Stay safe, Callie. The Rabble. The Rabble, what? You can see Callie screaming out the Rabble as she fades off into the sands. This has been a group prologue kicking off season one of Eberron Chronicles, Oracle of War, a Dungeons & Dragons 5e campaign, DM'd by Alex LaFerrier, played by Andrew Gallagher, Ian Selig, and John Selig, and is an Orange Eyes creative work. Influence this game and story at eberronchronicles.com. The adventure begins today. Subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. Email the show directly at speakingstone at eberronchronicles.com. We really do read every email from the fans. You are our dragon shards and keep this show powered.